Hello and welcome back to the Basic Bible Podcast. I'm your host, Kevin Thompson, and joining me fresh from the North Pole, the guy whose busiest night is coming up in just a few short days, Santa Claus himself, Mr. Ray Jewel. Hey, Kevin. It's always good to be here. And uh, today we'll be talking about... Is it really always good to be here? It is always. I love doing these things. Okay. I mean, this is, this is all I can almost... Honestly, say this. This is what I live for. You need to get a life, man. Uh, well, <laughs> that's probably true. But uh, No, but I know exactly what you mean. I know yeah. exactly what you mean. I look forward to these as well. So we're going to be talking about Christmas today. That's always a good thing to talk about. With Santa Claus, what else is there to talk about? Well, <laughs> let's talk about the true meaning of Christmas. Okay, so today I thought we would just go through a classic Christmas passage and that is Luke 2. And so I'm going to read through this, Ray, and we're just going to kind of make some comments. Um, and, and a couple of things I want to point out. So this is from the ESV. Normally, I think we need to read from the KJV on Christmas, but oh, I hope. Let me get to um, the ESV before you go. The ESV further. is the inspired word of God. Well, It is what the apostles spoke, and it's yeah, what R.T. Right. Sproul used. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> all right. In those days, a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration when uh, Quirinius was governor of Syria. And all went to be registered, each to his own town. And Joseph also went up from Galilee and from the town of Nazareth to Judea to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David to be registered with Mary, his betrothed, who was with child. And while they were there, the time came for her to give birth. And she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. And in the same region, there were shepherds out in the flock, keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them and the glory of the Lord shone round about them. And they were filled with fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among those whom with he is well pleased. When the angels went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. And they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. And when they saw it, they made known the saying that had been told them concerning this child. And all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured up all these things pondering them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told them. So I'll stop there. Um, uh, for now, we can read more if if, if, if we get allows. there. Yeah, if time allows, which I doubt will, I um, doubt knowing us. To, knowing us. <laughs> and so just a couple of observations. I want to just start off with, with verse 1. Mm-hmm. A decree went out from Caesar Augustus. So... Here we have a Roman ruler 
who is trying to make a name for himself. He wants all the world to be registered. He wants a census. He wants to brag about how large his kingdom is. Um, Ray, I don't know if this could be applicable, um, but maybe, just maybe, there might be a politician out there today who wants to make a name for himself. You think? Um, who <laughs> wants to brag about his kingdom and about um, how great he is. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to mention any names, <laughs> but you can think of the Trump of your choice. And um, I say that only half-jokingly. But uh, here, in reality, this guy was just a pawn in the hand of God. This is a guy who, he thought he was big and bad by doing all this, mm-hmm. but God used him to, to fulfill prophecy, right. to, make, to bring the Messiah to Bethlehem mm-hmm. and, and fulfill the scriptures. Mm-hmm. Um, and so as much as, as he thought he was prideful and arrogant, really behind the scenes, God is working in ways this guy had no idea, and he's just a little minor part in this great story that we're talking about thousands of years later. Yeah, the, and the, the thing about it is this, this serves as a backdrop to the whole Gospel of Luke yeah. and actually to all of the Gospels and all of the New Testament. What the New Testament is about is the kingdom of heaven is near, is here, in the person of Jesus Christ. So it's an alternative to earthly kingdoms. right. right. And this is setting this up greatly because Caesar, you know, I'm some, I was just looking at this earlier. Caesar is God in his own mind. Caesar is the one that, you know, is king of king and lord of lords. He's the one that developed this Roman peace that, uh, you know, the Pax Romana, but the problem with that is that was a forced peace. It was done through violence. Uh, you, you, know, you either submitted to this peace or you got your head whacked off. And that's uh, the problem for, for that. As Christians, the first century people who became Christians, they fought back but not with the weapons of this world. They fought back with the, with the, the weapons of, of Christ. They followed this, this person, this God, the only God, who humbled himself and took on the form of a human being in order to save the world. Yeah. Not just you and me. Right. I mean, we're part of that, but you know, the, the bigger picture is Christ came to redeem his creation yeah and that's that's uh we lose some of that sense if we don't understand that this is all taking place in the backdrop of an occupied country that has you know there were the zealots who were out to kill every roman and any tax collector that they could because they were so well anti anti-Roman and I mean understandably so from a human perspective but Christians were to be different they were to take the form and the attitude and the actions of this person who became who humbled himself and became a child
Yeah, and Jesus would say later to, to, to Pilate, my kingdom is not of this world. Right. And so, you know, it's interesting you bring up the zealots, because I think we have even zealots of our day oh, yeah. who are so obsessed with taking over Washington, mm-hmm. taking over the White House, or taking over Congress. And I think those things are important for sure. Mm-hmm. But as Christians, we have a much bigger mission mm-hmm. than to uh, make sure the Republican Party's in office or to uh, instate our libertarian uh, views um, of self-government and, and whatnot. And I, and I believe in all of that. But mm-hmm. <clears throat> the bigger issue is Jesus is about, uh, you mentioned, uh, you know, redeeming all, all of creation. And we certainly believe in an individual salvation for people, but that's part of the bigger picture right. that's been going on ever since Genesis 3, where we're told mm-hmm. the the, uh, the seed of the woman will uh, stamp out the the seed of the serpent. Yep. And, you know, ever since we were kicked out of the garden, God is has been about this work of redeeming, mm-hmm. and in Romans 8, redeeming not just people and not just... Um, groups of people even, but the entire creation, his creation, which he created, you know, back in Genesis 1, it is good, mm-hmm. and it will be good again. Yeah, and even in its marred state now, yeah. this is not a place to escape from. This right. is still God's good earth. Right. And, you know, the, the Christmas story really reminds us that the God of the universe I mean, chose to come into this right. world, the invaded planet. The, yeah, that's in, a really good point. The, the incarnation is all about him coming to be like one of us. Yeah. Why would he do such a thing? Right. The only thing I know is that word love. Yeah, we're, we're looking to escape this world, but he came purposely in this yeah, world yeah. to be part of that world. Um, to, to redeem re- to that redeem world. the yeah. world, yeah. yeah, and I mean it's it's really mind-boggling because it goes against every human thought. You know, the Bible is full of paradox, yeah, full of paradox because God's ways are higher than our right. ways, and the more we learn to trust in this God, the more we learn to follow what He wants us to do, the more we become like Him, and we may suffer. In fact, it's promised every, every page of the New Testament either has suffering explicitly as a part of it or it's, impli- you know, it's, it's, it's there. Yeah. And we, we try to avoid suffering at any cost. This is not the way of Christ. Right. Christ purposely, you, know, you think he didn't know that he was going to die on a cross? Right. Of course he knew that. It was, it was the plan from the beginning. It was the, the plan from the beginning. It, you and I would never come up with a plan like no. that. But God, thank God, he did. Right. Because where would we be without that? Without yeah. him becoming one of us and living the life that needed to be lived and dying on a cross and resurrecting and now reigns on high. That is something worth dying for, right. not just living for it. Yes, we should be living for it, but we should be willing to die for it. Right. And that's, you know, the, the, the guys who wrote these books, a lot of them did die physically harmful deaths. Yeah. And We're talking you, about the gospel writers, yeah. Yeah, the gospel writers, the New Testament writers. 
um, Paul, you know, right. off with his head. Peter, you know, and I'm going by church tradition here, but, you know, there's some reason for it. Peter was, you know, crucified upside down because of his yeah. belief in Jesus Christ. And we complain about losing our status in the right. culture. That it just doesn't, it doesn't mesh with the message that brings us hope, that brings us peace, that brings us what we need to do yeah. in order to become the people that God wants us to be. That's only verse 1. I know, <laughs> I know. I want to jump down to verse 8 <laughs> and talking about the shepherds. And I really find this interesting. I find this fascinating. Um, and uh, so verse 8, and the same region, there were shepherds out in the field keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were filled with fear. It's interesting, and I, I, I want to make this point here. They were filled with fear, okay? Mm -hmm. You're going to hang with me here, because I am going somewhere with this little ramble. Um, unlike, you know, most of the time. But, so, they see an angel of the Lord, and they're freaked out. Which is interesting, because, you know, on, on TV or whatever, we see an angel, and it's like, ooh, this is nice, this is awesome. Mm -hmm. They were freaked out, they were filled with fear, not just at the angel, but... The glory of God was there. Mm -hmm. Okay, so the glory of God fills them with fear. And if we look throughout the Old Testament, we can see oh, yeah. to see God means death. Mm -hmm. the The glory of God was a fearful thing. There was a separation between God and man ever since uh, the Garden, mm -hmm. uh, and that's you know symbolized in the Temple with the Holy of Holies and the curtain uh, that separated from the rest, and and all of these things. You did not, the glory of God was a, was serious business. And it meant awe, and it meant reverence, and it mm -hmm. meant oftentimes fear. Mm -hmm. So here, in the presence of God, the, the shepherds are filled with fear. But then, what happens? They run out, they see, you know, and, and so in the city of David is born this day, a Savior, which is Christ the Lord, and all of a sudden, all of these, the multitude of angels after angels filled the night sky, and they're singing, and they're praising God, and so these shepherds run to Bethlehem, and there... They see the child. There they see Jesus, wrapped in swaddling clothes, laying in a manger. And what do they do? They worship. Mm -hmm. There's no fear anymore. When they're in the presence of the glory of God, they're fearful. But when they're in the presence of the physical person, Jesus Christ, God incarnate, there's no fear. Mm. Because Christ was given to us by God as a way to bring us back to him. Mm. And so with, with, with Christ, the fear is gone. Yeah. I mean, we're looking at a baby. Mm -hmm. Who's afraid of a baby? Well, I am afraid of children. Um, I'm afraid of... I've I, noticed that about you. I don't like little babies. I, I feel like, you you're, know, you well, know the expression, gonna... bouncing baby boy? They really don't bounce. Um, I feel like I'm going to drop this kid. He's going to walk with a limp for the rest of his life. But uh, So, I, you know, anyway. Uh, but, you know, most of the people, most people are, are very... Uh, comforted by little babies. And here, we're seeing God incarnate as a child, and there's no fear, but there's praising God. Mm -hmm. Because this is the way God has restored our relationship with Him. All the barriers have been broken down mm -hmm. now. We're going to see that, of course, at the cross when the that temple veil is torn in two um, after the, the sacrifice, the ultimate sacrifice is given. But Jesus is our way to God. And yeah. here we have, in the presence of Jesus, there's no fear. Well, and the other thing about the shepherds, 
some scholars have said that these were the shepherds in charge of the sheep that were meant for slaughter for sacrifices mm. in mm. Jerusalem. So the, just that symbolism, that analogy yeah. of here's the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world right. being announced to these shepherds who know what happens to sheep. Yeah. And that they, 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 they are sacrificed, that they are crucified. Right. And, or, you know, well, sheep weren't crucified. Well, but, yeah, yeah, we get your point, though. We get your point. But, so, it's another way of seeing the, the behind-the-story type stuff that's there if you look for it. Yeah. You know, we don't, we're not adding to it. We're right. finding out the richness of it. Yeah. The, the fact that, that and, and even some people would say that Jesus' birth was closer to when Passover was as opposed to Are you to suggesting Jesus' birth was not on uh, December 25th? More than likely not. Santa Claus, you're <laughs> ruining Christmas. Well, Santa Claus is, has nothing to do with Jesus. <laughs> and like to say, well, this Santa Claus worships Jesus. Right. But uh, uh, the, uh, you know, the, the thing about that is it, makes, it would make some sense for that to have been the case. Nobody really knows. You know, but I, the idea that the, the shepherds were watching the sheep that were used for sacrifice, and here, here they are watching the baby, finding, being told about this child who's going to end up being killed for the world. And, yeah. you know, and Mary, she ponders all this in her heart. I mean, imagine the pondering that she had to do to try to even... Remember, even though she's been told by an angel previous to this that this was what was going to happen and stuff. Um, yeah. you know, it's just an amazing, amazing story that carries a lot more to it than you know, we often will at Christmas time just zip right through that story and yeah. have no thought about what it really means. It's a political statement. Yeah. It's, you know, Christ coming into the world to save the world, not just me, but the world, the creation, to redeem God's creation. And you know, just the fact that he's there, he's going to do that through his death. And I think that, that should give us joy. Well, as right. we're looking at a world that is out of control. Mm -hmm. uh, at this point, you know, we're still fighting about the election, and we're still... Uh, reeling from the implications of COVID and all of this stuff, and the world is just a mess everywhere, not just in our country, but in, in just about every country. And this is a reminder that it's not always going to be this way. Yeah. That Christ has come to redeem the earth. Again, not just you and me, although certainly, certainly including you and me. Yeah, right. Um, but this whole world, we're going to see that, you know, at the, at the culmination of of the book of revelation we see people from every tribe tongue people and language yeah. standing before the throne praising god and there at the end of uh you know chapter 21 chapter 22 we see this new creation which is, is not new in the sense of something that he just whipped up mm -hmm. but it's a renewed creation yeah more like a recreation right uh making the the created order the way it was at the beginning, right. but better. Right. Better primarily because there's not going to be any more sin yeah. in it. 
And it's going to be the way that God meant for it to be at the yeah. beginning. When you read through Revelation 21, 22, you see the echoes of Genesis 1, Genesis oh, yeah. 2. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's a fascinating study. But this whole world structure is going to be changed. Yeah. And this world as we know it will be turned upside down. Well, and the, but the interesting part in there is the, the, the segment that says all the good that's from the, the nations will be there. Right. So things like good music, and I mean, I mean good music, yeah. not some of this stuff, but, you know, just uh, good art, good, uh, even good government. I mean, right. I know that sounds like an oxymoron Yeah, today, but there, there, but there's there have been government in the kingdom. It's yeah, a kingdom. And there have been some examples of good governance. Not in our in the history of the world. Talking <laughs> primarily I'm thinking about well William Wilberforce and what he yeah. was able to and the others that helped with but that. But they will be fighting against the system well, no, then. Exactly. Part of, but then yeah. um, oh what's the Dutch guy's name? Kuiper. Kuiper. You know, I mean the guy was a committed Christian and he had a lot to say about worldview studies and and Right. How, as Christians, it should affect every part of yeah. what we believe and what we do. And he was involved in the government in uh, in the Denmark there for, I don't know how long he was prime minister. Right. But there have been examples of people who have actually done a good job of allowing the Lord to lead and direct them. It's not all been evil. Yeah. You know, there, yes, there have been a preponderance of evil. Because even the best of, of, of a person, uh, best of people, they're still going to have problems right. along the way. They're still going to have things that they didn't do quite right, which gratefully we have a thing called grace. Yeah. And, and mercy. So, <laughs> um, we're, we're running out of time here. No. But I know, I know. Uh, I knew we were going to get to this whole chapter. Yeah. But um, I do want to end on this idea of, of, of in this new Jerusalem, this new, this, this kingdom, I do believe, Ray, we're going to be able to, to drink Coca-Cola without any adverse effects. Probably not. There will be no calories. <laughs> there will be no uh, effect on the teeth or whatsoever. Uh, but we will be swimming in fountains. Oh, okay. Anyway. Probably, um, probably be like, what, maybe wine. Yes. I mean, Jesus did turn water into wine. And I believe it's Coke is a new wine. So, all right. Well, we want to miss, wish you all a Merry Christmas. And, I, you know, take joy in this holiday. Yes. The King has come. Because of this Christ child, nothing will ever be the same ever again. The work of redemption is going on around us even now, mm -hmm. even if we can't see it. Well, I mean, the work was done on the cross and in the right. resurrection. Now, yes, we still... Have a battle going on, but We're the but that. the war the war has already yeah, been won, right? And that that's the that's the reason to celebrate. I and mean, the whole point of the Christmas story is the cross. Yes. So we're gonna I'm gonna recommend two resources here. Um, one is the Explicit Gospel by Matt Chandler. It talks about this idea uh, of the gospel being not just about an individual salvation, but uh, he talks about the gospel on the ground and the gospel in the air, which, I, which is kind of what we're getting at here. So. Um, the, the explicit gospel of Matt Chandler, and also, Ray, the, I think the title is misleading, but, intri excuse me, um, 
Yeah, Lectures on Calvinism by Abraham Kuyper, okay. which is not just talking about the five points, but it's talking yeah. about what we're talking about here. Yeah. Um, I'll talk more about worldview than about a necessarily limited atonement or, or yeah. election or things like that. So I'll recommend those resources to you. And of course, check out www.basicbiblepodcast.org. We'll have all these links and resources for you. And uh, check us out on Twitter and um, Instagram at Basic Bible Cast. And check out the Facebook group, um, which you're going to be reading through Philippians with Ray um, as he posts those devotionals each day. And you can even go back and see some of his works in John and um, Isaiah and Revelation. Uh, We'll be back on the blog once I uh, update things, and I should have some time this week. All right, anyway, rambling on. So have a good rest of your day. We're going to see you back next week with our end-of-the-year special lessons we've learned from 2020. Oh, boy. And uh, I know it's going to be a good one because we've already recorded it. Yes. So um, you won't want to miss that. We're going to go through lessons that we've learned this year. And it wasn't all bad. It wasn't all bad. It wasn't all bad. In fact, some of it was pretty darn good. All right, so join us back next week. Have a good rest of your week.